Hardy's two for five dollar breakfast bake goodness into your morning. Choose a biscuit with sausage and egg, biscuit and gravy, or French toast dips. Any two, just five dollars. Hardy's goodness in the making. These items only. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. Drivers, start your engines. What's up, FA Nation? It's Matt Sells here. I'm obviously leading off this podcast, so what does that mean? It means we get in the guest chair, Edward Rouse. He's back joining us for the start of the playoffs, so how's it going there, Rouse? Well, well, well. My blood pressure is still really high from Saturday, I mean, Sunday morning, I mean, Sunday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> um, that was interesting over this last weekend, let me uh, just tell you that, and um, I mean, no words. I mean, I was... Like d- during the whole rain break, it which is kind of bizarre to see all the like the trucks leaving of the cars that are out. Right, <laughs> yeah, like, like eighteen people packed up and left. <laughs> Who's left in this? But uh, good old uh, Ryan Blaney and his uh, duct taped car <laughs> somehow managed to stay out of everything by crashing early and uh, qualify for the playoffs. So I was pretty happy with that. There was a little bit of pacing going on at the end and some celebrating at the end. And I do like Truex a lot, and I, I felt kind of bad because I. I-, I- do like him as a person and a racer, but it was exciting. It was interesting. It was rainy. It was uh, it was like NASCAR got what they wanted with having Daytona as the last race of the regular season before the playoffs. Let me tell you. Yep, I will say I am glad that they finished it and they made it come down to the last twenty-two actual green flag laps of the regular season and made Austin Dillon hold on to that lead. Uh, yeah. That was that and was he a did. crazy twenty-one yep. laps. Um, kudos to Tyler Reddick for pushing his uh, teammate, current teammate, to the win. Um, you know, obviously Reddick is leaving for 23-11, likely in 2024. Maybe they buy him out and he goes there in 2023 because there might be a seat open. We'll touch on that in a minute. Um, <laughs> but now the playoffs start with Darlington. And it's been a little bit since we've raced Darlington, so we'll talk about the track a little bit here. Um It's got about 16 different nicknames. It's known (laughs) as uh, the track too tough to tame, the lady in black, cars get Darlington stripes. Um, It's known as the egg, uh, you know, the track in the South Carolina swampland. The not not quite 1.5 mile egg. Yeah, there you go. It's (laughs) 1.33 miles uh, per lap, and it is egg-shaped. Um, so, you know, one end of it is a tighter radius than the other because of a pond that wouldn't, that they couldn't move when they built the track that no longer exists and they didn't change the track shape, which is kind of cool. Um, it is a very high tire wear track. It's right up there with Fontana, um, and what Atlanta used to be. Um, and to a degree like Homestead kind of fits this mold too. So we will see tire strategy play a role here. You will have to make the tires last if you want to carry speed. Um, and there's been multi, you know, multiple groups of racing here over the last couple of years. So that should be fun. It also is a place where tensions can get very, very high. Um, if you can't pass somebody, sometimes it's easier to just to move them, like Joey Logano <laughs> did back in May when he ran over William Byron with two laps to go. Um, so it's kind of a, it, it's a driver's track, a uh, driver that can handle the car and keep the car up front and has a pretty good shot at winning here. So, um, it's a very interesting one for DFS. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like I'm just looking at the May race right now and the, the, the starting position versus the, the final. And, uh, and there's very interesting, uh, three of the top five guys started 29th or worse uh, in the race, which is interesting. Um, and just going down the list here, I, I know there was a quite a few accidents, but it's going to be, this could be a week where you could pay down uh, to get two pay down guys, maybe to get some top guys in um, from what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's uh, the pricing has come out. Uh, and it's it's very, very interesting how they're pricing this field. 
Um, yeah. There is some rain in the forecast on Saturday. Of um, course there is. So I'm desperately hoping that that either avoids the track or, you know, just avoids practice and qualifying because I would hate for the first um, playoff race, the field to be set by formula because that would automatically uh, put the uh, playoff guys up front. And I don't think anybody really wants to see that. I want to see how they actually qualify and then, you know, make judgments on off Agreed. of that. So Agreed. Sunday looks Sunday looks clean, which is good. Um, it is a late Sunday evening race. It's 6 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. So, um, you know, don't go ask Bob Pockers if they have lights. They do. Obviously, they do. They're not running it <laughs> that late Every if they week. don't. Every week. Do they have lights? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it is the Southern 500, so it's a crown jewel race. It's also 100 miles longer than the Goodyear 400 that was there earlier this year. Um, so... You know, it, it that's going to add another level to this, too, in terms of strategy and not, like, we can't really just take what we saw in May and say, well, that's the only race in a next-gen car on this track. So let's just use that. Um, <laughs> what I would suggest is you go back and you look at what happened in 2016, 2017, and 2018. And then again, uh, 2019, you know, 2020 and 2021 also had kind of high, um, sorry, low downforce, high horsepower packages. Um, I'd be careful of the back-to-back races in 2020 because they restarted the season at Darlington during COVID, and there was no qualifying, so they were all set by formulas. And the second of those races, they inverted the top 20. So I really wouldn't look at that race at all. Or what have you. It was also fairly short. Um, so, you know, I, I would go back and look at those tracks if we're uh, prepping for this for this race. Yeah, it's probably a smart idea to go back longer than May. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> although May was a, an interesting race. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, history for some of these guys, I'm looking through it right now, that I was high on before we started talking before this. I'm, I'm kind of going down on a little bit now. <laughs> but <laughs> one guy in particular. But yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Like, it's a it's a tricky course. And uh, and like you said, passing is not a thing uh, up until this last race in May, really, that I'm looking at. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, one thing, though, I will compliment the next-gen car on is that the tracks that have the high tire wear seem to want, seem to be ones where passing happens. If we flash back to Fontana, yeah, high tire wear track, a lot of passing. That was a fantastic race. Darlington, yes, there were accidents, but there was you could also pass and make moves and pick lines and, um, and whatnot. There was... Um, not a lot of passing at Gateway. That would be the other track that's basically this same size. Um, there was a decent amount of passing at Nashville, though, which does kind yeah. of compare because it's a decently yeah. high tire wear uh, track. Yeah. Surface is a little different. but Real quick, though, okay, we've already, we're at the playoffs. What's your, like, overall impression of, of the next-gen car? I think it's good. Like, I think it's good for NASCAR, and, and I've actually enjoyed it this year i think the quality of racing all the different winners uh i feel like a lot of the races were closer than they have been in the past and like it was just a good year i i I like it and i think it's going in the right direction i would say i generally like it um there are a couple of places that it can improve one it doesn't seem to do great at short tracks right now there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of passing at short tracks um, then again, it's not like it's easy to pass at Martinsville to begin with, right? Yeah. It's not like everybody starting 25th is going to move up at Martinsville. That That's never the case and basically never has been. Um, we'll see what it actually looks like on Bristol concrete because obviously <laughs> the dirt saw it yeah, on yeah. Bristol dirt. That was crazy. That's basically, by the way, um, that move that Chase Briscoe made that knocked Tyler Reddick out at the end of the Bristol dirt race and allow Kyle Busch to win is the only reason Kyle Busch is in the playoffs. Uh, he wouldn't qualify Chase, on points. You're right. Yeah. He wouldn't have qualified on points and that's his only win of the season. Wow. And Truex would have made it over 
Oh, Kyle Bush. So that would have made me happy too. <laughs> also, if Martin Truex Jr. hadn't wasted like the final line, nine laps at Dover trying to get um, retaliation on Ross Chastain, uh, he probably would have kept the four spots he lost, and then would have made it over Ryan Blady by a point. So, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a whole bunch of yeah, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but get back to the next gen car. I would say it's yes on the intermediates. It's been fantastic, which is great because those used to be now at Texas. It still sucks, but Texas sucks to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's just um, a general. <laughs> but you know, I would say, look, the plate races have been the plate races. That's really not going to change. Nothing changed there. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, the road racing, I thought, has been. I thought it's been great in Ooh. certain at certain tracks, like Coda. I thought was great. Yeah. I thought Watkins Glen was phenomenal. Um, Sonoma was a was very hard to pass, but mm, it it yeah. usually is a little tricky to pass there because it's tight racing lines and whatnot. Um, so overall, I would say it's moving in the right direction. I like the number of winners we've had this year, um, and then you know there's some safety concerns for sure, but they'll sort those out. Um, I you know overall though it's it's been a very good product. There's been a whole lot of high percentage yes races on the Jeff Gluck poll every week for whatever we want to count that for. <laughs> <laughs> um, although apparently Daytona sucked last week according to that poll. It was like one of the worst plate races ever in the history of that poll for some reason. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good, but who won that race? The the rain or Austin Dillon? I would say Austin Dillon. Because <laughs> oh, okay. now, actually, I would say USA Network won it because now yeah. the reality star got a win. Oh, gosh. Uh, that Okay. Uh, that drove me crazy in yes. between that rain delay when they kept on showing his wife. And, like, she was – okay, she was celebrating like they had won. She was doing a rain dance. Oh, come on. She, she wanted smiling. the rain to keep she was like like she yeah. wanted the rain to keep coming so that her hubby didn't have to go back out there. And... It was annoying. And the only reason they did it because of the it show. Was. They didn't have the show. They wouldn't be eye on her every in between every commercial break and showing him on alternative what's his what's alternate victory lane? <laughs> what Oh, it's inside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just sitting there like it's like basically like Ugh. essentially the media center basically. Um and they go there if there's weather or, um, like, Justin Haley, I think, got awarded the win in the garage area in 2019. Um, but, yeah, so let's uh, turn our attention to Darlington. There was some interesting news that came out today. For those of you that haven't seen it, uh, it involves Kurt Bush and the 45 car. And... So in an interesting twist, obviously we know that Kurt Busch gave up his spot in the playoffs because he didn't feel he would be ready to compete. So that's why there was two spots open going into Daytona. However, the owner playoffs, the 45 car still made it because it qualified for the playoffs and the waiver doesn't affect that. It only affects the driver. So because the 45 is in the playoffs on the owner standings and there's money involved in that with point standings and whatnot. They are swapping Bubba Wallace from the 23 to the 45 because they want a more veteran driver to have a better shot at accruing points for the 45 car team. And that means that Ty Gibbs, who is, who will continue to fill in for Kurt Busch for as long as he's out, will go to the 23. And then once Kurt Busch comes back, Hopefully he comes back this year. Uh, he will then race in the 23. All of the sponsors from the 23 are going to the 45 and vice versa. Uh, Bubba Wallace gets to keep his pit, his crew chief and go to the 45. And the crew chief of the 45 now goes to the 23. But I believe the pit crews are staying with their respect with their original cars. So Bubba Wallace now gets the 45 pit crew. And Ty Gibbs, when he fills in, will get Bubba Wallace's pit crew. So, why, why don't they just save everyone time and just take some spray paint and cross out the number and just put the? <laughs> I mean, the it's basically what they're doing because the cars are the same. They're just going to wrap them differently. 
<laughs> but on. it will have a different driver on the, you know. Uh, so if you're looking at the 23 and you're wondering where the heck Bubba Wallace is, uh, he's in the 45. So my daughter, who is a big Bubba Wallace fan, I'm going to have to explain this to her so she doesn't good get luck. So she doesn't get very confused. <laughs> Where's my Bubba? Like, he's out there. He's just in a different car. Um, and DraftKings has Ty Gibbs listed as out this week. I don't know that to be true. Um, I believe that the plan is that he will still be racing this week, as far as I'm aware. I will double-check the entry list I right now. I believe that's um, what Pachris said. Yeah, it's entirely possible that... Well, they technically list Kurt Busch on the entry list. They do. But I don't... No, no, there it is right there. Car number 23, NASCAR qualifying, right there. Right there. Uh, Ty Gibbs in a 23 car. Yeah, because they had on the entry list, it lists Kurt Busch as 45. Nope, he's going to be in the 23, official, officially. Okay, so that makes makes a lot more sense. So you can disregard... um, you can disregard the fact that it says Ty Gibbs is out because he's not. He's in the 23 car this week, um, and Bubba will be in the 45 car this week for when we're watching um, qualifying and practice. So, um, so yep, that's the that's the main news that came out this week. So uh, with that, how about uh, we start breaking down these drivers there? Yeah, so is this the end of Kurt Busch real quick? It might be, right? Because here's the thing. If you're swapping, if you've announced that Bubba Wallace is taking the 45 car for the rest of the playoffs because you want a veteran driver, that to me means that you know that Kurt Busch isn't coming back, Mm -hmm. right? Because you would hold his car and you wouldn't care what the owner points are. Unless, unless... They want him to come back and not feel pressure to have to perform and produce high points paying races because of what's attached to the owner standings, right? You want a guy. It's like when a closer comes back in baseball and he's coming off a Tommy John, you don't go stick him right back in the ninth inning. You stick him in like the seventh inning. So it's not a high leverage situation, right? Um, Yeah, it makes sense. So I guess there's a chance, but look, he's 45. I don't know. I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to replace one bush with another bush. I think Kyle moves to that car next year. That makes sense. And becomes Denny's uh, employee instead of teammate. That'll be fun. But Toyota gets to keep him. (laughs) He technically gets away from Gibbs. He gets to work with Michael Jordan. And then he'll take over for his brother. And that then also bides time for Tyler Reddick to stay at RCR. Unless, of course, RCR buys him out and forces his forces 2311's hand early, which I, I don't know why you would do that. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, And I see all these pictures he's posting, too. Like, one of them, he's just sitting on a bench looking at the water. Like, I can't drive, but I'm, like, contemplating. Like, it's just, yeah, it's... He went to the Cubs game a couple of times, I've seen. Yeah, it's just, team. Every, everything points that he's done. I mean, and he, I mean, he's had a great career. It's not like he's... Yeah, he's and, won a championship. He's yeah, been, it's time. Like, it just seems like it. So, yeah. I mean, also, with the personal on, stuff he's going through, it might be time to, like, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of focus on that and kind of recenter stuff. Yeah, um, there's a lot going on in the mind of Kurt, Kurt Bursch nowadays. Yeah. So, with that, let me ask you this. Who is the driver you are most excited to pay up for this week? Ah, uh, we're just going to skip uh, Xfinity, right? We're not going to do Xfinity? No, we're not that, talking about Xfinity. Yeah. Dan, look, Dan is traveling for work. He will be okay. back in time to do the Xfinity playbook, uh, so he will have you covered for that race. Just so um, you know, Hamlin is not in correct. Xfinity. It's, it's, Hamlin it's listed, is, but he's not in. So don't correct. Worry. Uh, I think Christopher Bell is in that ride this week for Xfinity. Um, Hamlin's still a little sore from Sunday's accident. So, um, all right. Well, I mean, who are you paying up for starting 10K and above? Chase Elliott. 
I mean, why isn't he not the most expensive driver on this list? Why is Kyle Larson the most expensive driver? Chase Elliott. Kyle Larson, statistically speaking, is better here than anybody else. Yeah, but I look at who's the better all year, and that's Chase Elliott. At 10-7, I mean, he's who I'm paying up for. He'll probably be high-owned, but, I mean, he's – yeah. I'm, and look at him in May. I mean, he started in the 30s and was in the top five. Um, Chase Elliott. I mean, yeah. really no explanation except for he's the points leader. He's the, been hot uh, when he's not wrecked out. He's all year, and, and there's no reason not to pay up for him to create value at 10-7 instead of 11-4 for Larson. Okay. Let me play devil's advocate, and I'll take nah. I'll take Kyle <laughs> Larson here. Uh, um, over the last uh, six races at Darlington, not including the second race in 2020 which was inverted and whatnot okay over those last six races kyle larson has the fourth best average finish of anybody and that's after he finished 36th in may because his engine failed the other three finishes in those four races he's run second 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 Okay, I mean, that's why he's paid up, right? Or right. priced up, He Sorry. also started second in May, which means he had speed there. Because yeah. he actually qualified second, which, by the way, he also qualified uh, second, like, two other times and started third a fourth time. So he's always got speed here. And I saw a stat this morning. I can't remember the span, but I think it's basically if you take out the major incidents of races, right? So we're not counting caution laps led. Kyle Larson has led 34.1% of laps over, I think, the last six races at Darlington. Okay, well, well, hear me out on this. Let's say it's coming down five laps to, to go. He's in second. Chase Elliott's in first. <laughs> Half a second behind him. What does he do? Larson will get him back. Uh, I don't know. After after what happened a, a couple weeks ago, but he's done um, it twice this year. It wasn't yeah, just Watkins Glen. He ran him yeah. over in Fontana too. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, it, price wise, yeah. If you have the extra what seven hundred dollars, uh, I mean, sure, it makes things tight. It does. Yeah. There's but no denying there, that. There are some drivers I really like, and you know that are six five and below that could you could get two of those and mixed with larson would be nice you, right even it, elliot larson stack so it's not the end of the world but I, elliot's my favorite because what have you done for me lately larson doesn't win that race if he doesn't take out elliot and elliot's been a stud for the last two months now here's my question if we're talking um hendrick stacks i would go larson byron Byron's okay. 8900 bucks. Okay, yeah, that's a good price for him. And Byron has been pretty good here, historically speaking. Um, he also, by the way, should have won in May, except for the fact yeah. that Joey Logano ran him over with two laps. Like, literally just put him in the wall with two laps to go. Didn't attempt <laughs> to pass him, didn't uh, do anything. I, I like it. At, a, at a 8900 like I said, that's a great price for him, too. So Byron I'm also not... led laps in Fontana earlier this year. Mm. Um, mm. until he got caught up with Tyler Reddick and a tire issue. Um, so, you know, Byron's looking a little bit for that for that mojo, but he's basically had the same speed in that car as Larson and Elliott, and yet he's 8,900. Hey, I like it. There you go. And, I mean, where do you think ownership on Byron will be? Probably low, right? I mean... I think... I think everybody thinks he's the sneaky play of the week, but I don't think uh, he actually is the sneaky play of the week. Okay, okay. I think he's... Pr- I'm going to guess that he's... I want to say the second highest owned Hendrick guy, but I don't know that to be true. He might be third. Interesting, okay. Because I don't know that there's a scenario in which he's ahead of either Larson or Elliot. He might be close to... Larson because people want the savings. Yeah, I but I don't that. think I, I think Bowman is a distant fourth in this conversation. 
But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Bowman thinks he's a distance fourth in this uh, conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> he is talking about not looking good lately. Um, yeah, wow. I don't know. What do you do with Bowman there? 8,200. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, man. This is not, this has been an okay track for him, but not great. And the last four races here, uh, he's gotten a worse finish every single time. So four oh, races that's... ago, he finished sixth. So then there's a trend. Okay. Yeah, then, <laughs> it's going in the wrong direction. Like, okay. He finished sixth four races ago, 17th three races ago, 26th two races ago, and the last race was 29th. Oh, that's... so I mean, she's going to get like 34th this time. That's not the that's not the trend you <laughs> you want if you're if if he crashes out first and gets last I'm gonna laugh now that you said that I was like well the trend can't go anywhere from here right it's like, <laughs> I mean I am known for telling you like to fade this guy and then I think two years ago my fate of the week wound up winning that, oh, yeah it right. was Kurt Busch at Vegas I told people to fade him because he historically sucked at Vegas his home track and then he went out and won like in dominating fashion. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, so I stopped telling to people to fade people, like, the next week. <laughs> yeah, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, so I want you to talk a bit about why you're going to play Ryan Blaney, and then I'm going to tell people why I'm not so sold on him. Well, I mean, the reason is because I play Ryan Blaney every week, and I also bet on him every week to win. And as if anyone has known, my betting for NASCAR this year has not been good because the man has just not won. And um, Well, he did. It was the All-Star race, the race you couldn't bet on. That is also correct. Uh, the only the, the only person that won that race was not the viewer, not anybody except for Ryan Blaney and maybe his Hooters girlfriend. But that's a different story. Well, his bank account had a pretty good thing. Exactly, his bank account, yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I'll throw him in some lineups because, you know, doing the research like you were like we were talking about earlier, he hasn't – that's what we were talking about at the beginning, spoiler alert. He hasn't been great here. and um, But he's been better at the, I guess if you want to bunny quote, mile and a half. Um, courses this year with with the next gen car. I know he came in what seventeenth at their qualifying seventh earlier this year. So I think for low owned for a GPP, I think he's gonna be lower owned, especially after last week when he was highly owned because of everyone thought you know playoff race and he's he's been a a stud at the super speedways. I'm taking him in GPPs. That's why I'm playing him only because I want that ownership difference this this week. But I know it'll probably fail me like. My betting for him all year, all year. Cry face. I mean, if I'm playing like 15 lineups, I'll probably put him in one. Because my main problem is the price. 9200 bucks is pretty steep. It means to hit 5x, which, yes, we're talking about 5x values this week because it's basically an intermediate and you need 5x from a guy to uh, equal the value you should be getting from him. At 9200 bucks on DK... 5x is 46 points. Ah. So. Ah. You make it sound impossible. So <laughs> I mean, he's done it, right? It's, yeah, it's I mean, definitely possible. He, he did it put in up Michigan. 70. Yeah. It's... He did it at Michigan four races ago. Okay. Great. He's either going to uh, put up 70 or 17. That's pretty much how this race is going to go. For yeah. Him. He That's... did it at Nashville, which is kind of yeah. a track that could count towards Darlington a little bit. Um, he did do it at Gateway. So there's a little bit of hope, right? But the only issue is that Ryan Blaney, this is historically his worst track. He's got one top 10 in like 11 career races here. Double sad face. It's not It's not great, to be honest. It's not great, Bob, as, as the saying goes. Put him um, in your GPP lineups. <laughs> but... He just eked out into the playoffs, right? So he could have some some pressure on him to want to show that he should be here. Yeah, he's at the top eight of points, though, in playoffs. Like, he, he I mean, he is, out into right? the playoffs so, And all of a sudden jumped from 16th to 7th because <laughs> it's silly. Right. Silly. So that's my only other thing is, like, there's not actually pressure on him this week. Nah. Because he's right. eighth in points. So he can go, okay, this track sucks for me. Great. We've got Bristol. I'm pretty good at Bristol. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, um, what, there's another short track, right? Isn't it Martinsville? I think it's Martinsville. No, Martinsville yeah. is the second no, to last. That's the race. second round. 
Uh, let me double check the what it actually ends on because I can't. They shuffled it every single. They've shuffled it every year, so I'm going to double check for this round. Start, start, for this round. Yeah. Uh, next race is Kansas. Oh, Kansas, which he's pretty good at. Kansas, yeah, and then Bristol. To and then Bristol, which there. he's also pretty good at. So he's got two tracks he could do pretty well at, and just throw Darlington away. So. I don't have that much interest in playing Ryan Blaney this week. I'm sorry there. But. No, it's, no, no. I, I, I agree. That's why I'm throwing him some GPP lamps. I think everyone else will be on the same type of setup, too. And I just like the low ownership this week. And uh, I'm, I'm, but I mean, I'm not going to put him in, you know, like if I'm playing 15, which I will, three. That's all I'm saying. You say one, Fair. I say three. I want to put him at half. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a there there are some very interesting prices as we go. I yeah. really don't understand why Kevin Harvick is still eighty five hundred bucks. I have no idea. I literally can't. I literally can't figure this out. Um, the guy he, has just been great of late. Yeah, he had a terrible Daytona. Who didn't? Well, he like, tried to split the gap and missed. <laughs> right. He if he would have split that gap, it, he would have won. Yeah. If he makes it through. <laughs> He's deemed, he's deemed uh, being the the winner at the time, and if it doesn't go green, he wins the race. If it goes green, who knows? Because Austin Dillon was able to hold it off for. I think I saw a meme that he was. It was a slow motion of him trying to hit that gap, and at first it looks like he's clear, right? Right. And the car comes and knocks him in, and then it's it's, it's just a matambo. No, no, no! Right after him. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. That's rough sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but. So not only has the SHR crew found speed of late, right? And Harvick's been the poster child of this. But it's been a decade, literally a decade, since Kevin Harvick has finished outside of the top 10 at Darlington. Wow. Yeah, Most I, of those think, are top six finishes, including... In May, he started like 29th or 30th, and finished right? Fourth. It finished fourth, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah he started yeah, 35th and finished fourth. That price is dumb. He may be high owned, but for good reason. Wow. It okay. was eighty eight hundred back in May. Started thirty fifth and finished fourth, and then <laughs> eighty five hundred two wins later. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm liking what you're putting down there, cells. Uh, He's gonna be a very popular play because everybody yeah. knows that Kevin Harvick at. Uh, and by the way, you should check out the latest, uh, the brand new video series we have uh, called the Starting Grid. Uh, where I basically preview early betting lines and how that how we can use that for DFS. Uh, you can still get plus money on a top five for Kevin Harvick this week uh, at plus two hundred on DraftKings. No way, really? Yeah, I'm going on there right now. <laughs> as of as of this morning, that was still the case. Let me see. For a top five, plus for money? top five. Oh man, Dude, go watch the starting grid because that and that is awesome. <laughs> um, now, if you want, Really feeling risky. You could do like a minus one forty for a top ten. Like it's you might not, if not you're doing top turn. ten. If you're doing top ten and my, minus one, you might as well go for them five. Come yeah, on, he's going off yeah. at two to one, which is plus two hundred on DK oh. right now for a top. Goodness five gracious, that is the uh, what the lock of the week, right on the starting. <laughs> Jeez. What yeah, he's uh, five to seven, which is minus one forty for a top ten. Top ten. And by the way, uh, sportsbooks Silly. got smart, and they're not allowing you to parlay top ten finish bets. Oh, really? Yeah, FanDuel uh, wouldn't let people parlay top ten finishes for Darlington. I saw uh, because somebody used a thirteen dollars free bet and turned it into a million bucks last week by parlaying um, like five of the top ten people in Daytona. Yeah, it was like B.J. McLeod, Cody Ware, Landon Castle. Yeah, that stacked the back on on your parlay, baby. I love it. All well, right. Literally, the, the, winning <laughs> Fandle, the winning Fandle DFS lineup started. Everybody starting like 34th, 35th, 36th, 37th, 38th or something. the back of the parlay and win a million dollars. That's great. Yeah, literally on a free bet. <laughs> on a free bet. Oh, man. Or at least partial free bet. It was like 13 and a half bucks turned into a million and it's at a free bet use so i don't know if it was like that is a lot of fun that's cool and somebody kudos. else shout out to him kudos did a three-leg parlay with three of those guys and turned 11 dollars into like 78 grand almost 79 grand <laughs> so yeah fanduel got wise and you can no longer parlay top 10 bets <laughs> on fanduel um yeah. also the odds for top 10s this week 
not nearly as generous as they are at Daytona. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine. But, <laughs> but you know, tur- turning our attention here a little bit more towards the, the midfield. Uh, I am very intrigued by Austin Dillon at 7,800. Uh, everyone's going to be on it, man, just because he won last week and, you know, the hot name. For GPPs, I probably won't play him. I, I just think he's going to be too highly owned. I, I think for a cash, you're, you're safe with him. Well, so to me, it's going to come down to where he qualifies. Yeah, oh, definitely, because he has not been good recently. Like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, he oh, has man. certainly <laughs> he has certainly struggled. But here's here's the thing: if people don't really, if you just go, oh, Austin Dillon just backed his way in because he won Daytona, okay, fair, because he wasn't anywhere close to the uh, points, you know, without winning. Here's the thing, though: if you take the last six races at Darlington, not including the inverted one in 2020. You want to guess who the top three average finish guys are in the I'm field? Guess, I'm going to guess Austin Dillon's in there. Yeah, Kevin Harvick at three and a half. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Makes sense. Uh, Joey Logano at nine and a half. Makes sense. Only because he has a win and then a uh, top three, like yeah. four races ago. And then Austin Dillon is third. Wow. At 9.7. He's even better than Kyle Larson, who I was waxing poetic about earlier. Um. Wow. Larson has had, or uh, Austin Dillon has had back to back top tens at, at Darlington, including ninth earlier this year. Yeah, he also moved up very nicely at Fontana. He moved up well at Gateway, moved up well at Nashville. So, you know, there's kind of, there's kind of some momentum here for him. And yes, I'm sure a lot of people. Are gonna go? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna play this guy because he's he he's won hot. last week and he's got a TV show. And... Not not sexually hot, but he's hot from racing because he won last week. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's like Martinsville, maybe his ass is hot because his ass got overheated. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> um, but yeah, a little I mean, drum roll. You know, if if people just look back and go, well, why would I play a guy who hasn't finished better than thirteenth in the last five races except for Daytona's crapshoot? Okay, you have a point, but I'm going based off of this guy is really good at Darlington. Like, I mean, so, and seventy eight hundred is not a bad price to pay for him. I, it's probably higher yeah. than it has been. Um, but I don't know. He was, yeah. I mean, he got a two hundred dollar bump since Daytona because he was seven grand at Daytona. Yeah, and then he was sixty five hundred at the. Well, that makes sense. Seventy two, seventy three. Now I will say that back this in is May, the highest he's been. Back in May, is, he was 8500 at Darlington back in May. Yeah, and, and this is the highest salary he's been since Darlington. Interesting. Um, yeah, pretty much. Coke 600, he was 8200 but that's that's the oh. benchmark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yep. Coke, yeah. And then after that, it just went to the 6900 Yeah. Nice. But, I mean, he put up 41 points at Darlington. He started 14th and finished 9th. All right. Okay, I'm sure he'll be in the playbook. Everyone read the playbook. Shout out to the playbook. Yeah, he'll be he'll he'll be there. You know, I'm not going to talk him up this much and then leave him out of there. Um, so I guess I my like question it. is, at this point, who are you diving into? L- like Loki or like the middle pack? Kind of. I mean, a little bit of both. All right, there's some. Uh, okay, let's talk about the playoff drivers who are who are. Um, I mean, is Austin Dillon the lowest price playoff driver? Yes, he is. He is. So Austin Dillon is also the lowest price playoff driver. Uh, Daniel Suarez right above him at eight thousand is the second highest, and then Bowman, then Harvick. Um, Suarez. Uh, everyone kind of forgot about him, right? He had, he he had a really good run earlier this year where he was just like crushing, and he just kind of had a downfall. Look, yeah, there's this run right there. Wow. Ooh, wow. He had a really good, great run. And then he had the, some stinkers. And then I, I kind of like Suarez, this sticky GPP. I, I'm not quite sure what his history is besides May here. Um, but as a playoff driver in that range of Austin Dillon, I kind of like – and plus he, his salary dropped really crazy. Yeah. 
Now, I will say in the last six races, you know, same subset we've been using, Suarez has been okay in terms of average finish. It's 17-8. However, okay. the last four races, he's gotten better. 25th, 23rd, Hey, that's a trend. And then 10th. So yeah. that's the trend we want to hop on. Yeah, Not I, the trend from Bowman that goes in the opposite direction. <laughs> What's their like two hundred dollars apart? By the way, Bowman's eighty two and he's eight thousand. So, right. save the save the two hundred and tr- give Suarez a try this week at a at a playoffs. He's going to be racing because you know he's in the probably the lower end of points. So he needs either a win or to, or to get in on points. So he's going to be at eight thousand. I, I I think he's a must play GPP play. I I'm getting more and more excited as we talk about him. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, he was 7,800 back in May here. He started 20th and finished 10th with five fastest laps. There you go. So, and while everybody's focusing on his teammate and how many times he's going to get wrecked out in the playoffs, Suarez doesn't have beef with anybody. In fact, he's the most well-liked driver in the garage area, I think. Don't you miss the last two years where you would just automatically play Suarez every week in your GPPs because he was (laughs) $6,000? Yeah, right? (laughs) Look what some quality equipment does to his price tag. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, um, but yeah, that's uh, kind of my my guy there. Um, going lower, I have some guys that I like. Um, I'm always a Todd Father fan. I know uh, Dan is as well. Uh, Todd had a great uh, finish here in May. Um, <laughs> fourth lowest price at 5300 um, Seems robbery to me. He Todd was, Potter. by the way, that same price back in May, and he put up 41 <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah. Seems like uh, he's going to be a high-owned, low-end guy. Um, uh, but you, you have to play him at that. If you want if you want the Larson, if you want the Elliots, you got to put Todd Father in there at that, at that price. And then I think you agree with that, right? That's a great, sneaky... That's robbery. Um, but I also like somebody who in May impressed well. That's Haley. Uh, he's a little bit more expensive at 62, but you can do a Haley and Gillian uh, in your lineup and take two of those spots, and you have a lot to work with with those final four spots in your DK lineups. That's kind of the approach I'll probably take on a lot of my lineups um, this this weekend. Yeah, and Haley uh, broke out here in May and finished third. Kind of out of nowhere, but that car has been sneaky quick ah. um, at certain times this season. So if you pick the right spot for him, you can get a pretty good, you can get a pretty good outcome from him. Um, it had okay speed at Nashville, not great. Got a top fourteen at Gateway, um, at six thousand dollars, and then um, you know he ran, he ran well here. Obviously, started 29th, finished third, two fastest laps, for sixty eight points at fifty nine hundred bucks back in May, um, and then Fontana, you know, um, started thirty fifth. Finished 23rd, 31 points. He was 7,900. Oh, wow. Um, at that point, and then fell off a pretty steep cliff the following the following yeah, week. I'd say. 6,100. <laughs> That's, um, That's insane. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Wow. But and, yeah, he and, had, and put up 38 points that week, too. Yeah, he had a run in there in, like, March where he just knocked off four straight top 17 finishes. Um, so. Wow. He could be sneaky. You know, if people are looking at recency, he hasn't been great at moving up substantially recently, but there hasn't necessarily been tracks that that our colleague strong suit of late. So I, I would agree with, with that being a sneaky pick. Um, I think Eric Amarola is not getting a lot of attention. That's cheap, man. I was just looking at that, too. That's... He, wow, he's been going down, down his salary for a while, but that's... Yeah, yep. he's $6,400. Bucks. Um, here back in May, he was 7500 finished 11th. Um, so, you know, he started 12th, finished 11th. Not a ton of upside there, but 33 points. I mean, it's 6400 bucks if he puts up 33 points. You basically got 5x value out of him. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The only reason he missed back in May was he's 7500 bucks. So he's done quite well at these style of tracks this year. Um, Fontana started 31st, finished 6th. Um, he then moved up again at Vegas. This doesn't necessarily compare that well to Vegas, but he did move up there. Um, he had a pretty good race here at, uh, in May. And then you get to, you know, he held serve 
At Gateway, started eighth, finished fifth, four fastest laps. And then Nashville was kind of the only letdown there, finished 17th after starting 11th. But, you know, it's kind of important to look at the guys that are not in the playoffs because a lot of people this time of year just focus on the drivers that are in the playoffs. And you're never going to be able to build a lineup uh, with just playoff guys, unless maybe on FanDuel you can um, but DraftKings, you can't. So you're going to have to get sneaky with who you're putting in here. Um, and Almarola has done has done pretty well here um, of late and moved up well at these style of tracks this year. So that's kind of a, a lower-tier guy that I'm looking at. Here you now, go. Here's another one right, right above him. I'm going to do everybody a favor on this guy. I'm going to do all of you guys a favor listening right now just for you. I am not going to play this guy this week in any lineup because when I don't play him, he puts up 50-plus. When I do play him, he wrecks and gets the hell out of there. I'm talking about Recky Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I'm not going to play him just for all of you because I am the anti-Ricky. When I play him, he crashes. When I don't, he puts up 50 and drives me crazy. And he's, So I'm not playing him just for you guys out there. So you take that as you would. There you go. He did run well here in May, so I'm guessing Rouse didn't play him. I did not know. (laughs) Started 26, finished eighth. It's a pretty good day from uh, Mr. Ricky. Um, Did pretty well at Fontana, too. Pulled out a top 10 at Fontana. You're welcome, everybody. You know, it's not much to go on, but if we're talking about deep dives, um, we don't necessarily need much to go on. You kind of just play them and then cross your fingers that that it pays off. For you, so I know we're going a little long, but I want to ask you one more thing before we go because now we got it. We're going long for everyone, but when the playoffs come, and you just made it a really good point about you know you can't get all the playoff drivers in a stack or anything like that. Is this a better time that than it is early in the year to stack teammates that aren't in the playoffs with teammates that are in the playoffs because maybe they're working together to help that one player that's or one player one racer sorry that's in the playoffs get further along. Is that a strategy you could use more in the playoffs than so you know in May? Um, that's a very good question. I think it depends on the track. Um, because some tracks there's not a whole lot that guys can do uh, to help out. Obviously, plate tracks are the number one where they can just team up and um, help each other. Like Talladega a few years ago when SHR just flat ran away with it. There was just the four of them out front, like in their own personal little race. Um, but at a track like Darlington. I mean, they could help, I guess. Then again, looking at it, it seems like all the big teams, everybody on their team is in the playoffs except for Truex, who's priced high. So maybe that's not a good. <laughs> yeah, my only hesitation. But you got Harrison like... Burton's out there, who's kind of a Penske. You got like the kind of, you know, um, those type of drivers. Kislowski, I, I don't know. It's just maybe not. I don't know. Um, well, my only hesitation is, like, at a track like Darlington, I'm not sure, like, I guess you could hold somebody up, or you could try to pull a Denny at Gateway, right, and try to run, try to run Ross Chastain right off the track, um, and <laughs> hold him up, and then tag team him with Chase Elliott, like it's WWE or something. <laughs> Your uh, turn. But, you know, it's, it's reasonable. I think, I think the other way to look at that question is... Does it make more sense? Because Dan always talks about leverage, right? He wants leverage over the field. So does it make more sense to to focus on the guys on teams that aren't in the playoffs or that are lower in the standings? Like, circling back to Hendrick when we started. Like, if you want leverage on the field, Alex Bowman's to play. Correct. Because everybody's going to be on right. the other three guys who have That's shown yep. way better speed. Right? Okay. Yep. So if you want leverage, it's Austin, Bowman. It, or in Penske, it would be Cindric, right? Because everyone's going to go Logano and, and Blaney, and everyone forgets about him kind of the same type of way for Probably. a GPP. Cindric won the Daytona 500, and then has kind of been so-so since. Like, 
He's been pretty good lately, but that's... Yeah. I mean, good lately, yes. He's gearing back into form. He did finish second in a road course, although that road course was, was crazy, and it's a road yeah, course. Yeah. And it's he, he's also um, a good road course driver, yeah. But, I mean, he did do well at Nashville. He did run okay. Again, like, Gateway was weird because he started up front and then led laps, and then pitch strategy just didn't work for him there. Um, he ran okay at Arlington earlier this year. Um but like yeah, I mean that's the way to that's the way to think about it. Now Penske might be a bad example this week because because Blaney yeah, is yeah 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 at this at this track. I'm but, stacking the back stacking the back of the playoffs qualifiers to see if I can put a lineup in right now. There you go. Um, and you and by go, the way, I would go. stay away from I would stay away from Ross Chastain now that the playoffs have started. Yeah, I, I, uh, I haven't he, really been. He's on. just gonna get. As Kyle Larson put it, he's got a list two pages long of people that don't like him. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna stack the back of the playoffs. And he just—he's just been terrible of late. Like his last top ten was was July at at um, New Hampshire, and since then his best finish is 18th at uh, Richmond. So not great there, Chastain. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm cut off of him too lately. He just—it seems like he's taking this whole thing. Either I'm a villain or I'm not or whatever, and he just been kind of not performing recently too. So I'm not, eh, I'm cut off of him. Yeah, I mean, and if you kind of look back at it, he's been up and down all season, like all season. Like nobody really paid attention because we were all blinded by the, um, great fit. Like back in March, it was great because it was 89. Points, 65 points, 64 points, 75 points. Then he had a 17 point day, then 69, then 9, then 65, then 84, then 9, then, you know, 43, then 5, then 103, 45, 38, 45, 48. Like, you know what I mean? It's just been all over the place all season. And I don't think anybody really noticed until he just started wrecking out like the last eight races. And now we're in the playoffs. Nobody's going to let him win a championship. Like, He's not making it out of the first round. Okay. I I know we got to go, but you got to check this out. So I just stacked in DraftKings the bottom six playoff standing drivers. Austin Dillon, Alex Bowman, Austin Sindrick, Suarez, Briscoe, and Kyle Busch. All in one lineup. Okay? $300 left over. I don't mind it. It fits, too, which is crazy. It does fit. There are clearly guys in that lineup that I'm, that I'm not 100% sold on this week. Chase yeah. Briscoe might one of them yeah but that's your only chance of getting all playoff drivers in is, is that lineup right there <laughs> pretty much probably yeah um he he ran okay here earlier in the year not great kyle bush is sneaky good here this week i think yeah. I, don't, I don't know that a lot of people are talking about him you know what um, i just entered it for 15 dollars in the engineer there you go just for fun okay well have fun with that <laughs> see why not um, see why i think not. he's just had too much bad luck this year that people were just <laughs> You know, stack the back of the playoff drivers. There you See go. What happens. That, that's a strategy. I don't know if it's a good one. It is a strategy. <laughs> it's a strategy. <laughs> but I think that will uh, do it for this week. So um, recapping, you should go check out the starting grid. It's up on YouTube for free. It's also on uh, but it's definitely on the Fantasy Alarm YouTube channel. Those will come out weekly, um, either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how the schedule works and exactly the direction it goes for that week um and then we'll have the xfinity playbook will be out dan will be doing that i'm not 100 percent sure exactly when it'll come out um because it is a tight schedule for xfinity this week um so my guess is it'll probably be out before practice and qualifying and then he'll make adjustments so you'll have to check back on saturday my cup playbook will be out saturday following practice and qualifying hopefully the that doesn't get rained out. Uh, the race is 6 p.m. Eastern Sunday night. Yes, they have lights. Yes, they do have lights. Um, my picks-wise betting piece will be out on Friday. Um, and then, you know, we'll have price picks plays out on Sunday, example lineups Sunday. Uh, I will be in the Discord as much as I physically can be on Sunday. I know Sunday afternoon I have a family commitment uh, for a couple hours. But other than that, 
you know, we're we're rolling into the playoffs here. This is and a note about bankroll. The contests are about to get much smaller. Because NFL starts. Mm-hmm. And NFL eats everything. Everything, right? So there's not gonna be nearly as as big of contest at this point. And this, this will season. probably be your last chance at the the engineer of the hundred K. I think it drops down to like fifty next week, actually. Yeah, because this is the weekend before the NFL starts. Yeah. Um, also, you know, wishing those a, a uh, happy and safe Labor Day weekend for however you're going to celebrate that. But um, and then F1, F1's this weekend again. Um, it's a very early <laughs> time over there at Zandvoort. Um, so you know, Friday morning there's practice FP1, FP2, um, and then there's qualifying in FP3 on Saturday. So we'll see how that goes. There's supposed to be rain in that forecast as well. So that should be fun. Always great when an F1 qualifying happens in rain. Um, and so I will have that playbook out Saturday as well. Um, and that should, that should pretty well cover it. Any final thoughts there, Rouse? Don't play his lineup. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do what I did. I just want to see what would happen. And I want to be able to, to see how it works. Yeah, I, I have other lineups in that same tournament as well. But... Um, you know, um, it's all for fun. Um, yeah, no, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting playoffs. So the it's they're closer in points than they have been in in a while. Between what, like three and all the way to almost fourteen. Yeah, second really and sixteenth are separated by like twenty points or something. Yep, everyone's still in it. Made up in yeah. one race. So. This isn't a year where we have a Michael McDowell, which everybody knows is not going to make the first three races. So, um, yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, and you know what a time of year you got nascar playoffs got nfl got college football you got basketball starting up in a couple weeks you got nhl starting it's the you got the baseball playoffs coming i mean what an exciting year i'm excited and uh, i hope everyone uh wins some money this weekend in darlington yeah and one one last thing we're going to toss this bet out here if you go to um dk you can still bet um cup futures so for the the championship and uh Tyler Reddick is still going off at fifteen to one to win. Um, I'm not sure why. Not sure why that's the case. Is he the um, lowest? No, he's not the lowest. Uh, Austin Dillon is eighty to one. Cindric okay. is seventy to one. Okay. Briscoe's forty to one, which seems a little high to me. Yeah. Um, Bowman at thirty-five. He shouldn't be there. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Tyler Reddick at fifteen to one is is interesting. So this this is my pick at this point of the year. I like that bet to win the championship. Here's why: he runs well at Darlington. Okay, he finished second here in in May. Um, even if he doesn't, he did win the Bristol Dirt Race. Now it was a dirt race, but still same same banking on that track, whatnot. He does run well at Kansas, so there are multiple opportunities for him in the. First round. Texas is anybody's guess because I have no idea how that's going to race. Um, then you Not get Talladega, fun. which is a wild card. And then you get a road course, which, by the way, Tyler Reddick's now won two road courses this year. Okay. Then in round three, you get Vegas. He's okay there. But Homestead, he should absolutely be the favorite to win that race. The, Dick, the Dixie Vodka 400 in October at Homestead. That should be an absolute... Just uh, melee of a race for him, and then he makes it to Phoenix, and who knows? Yeah, Phoenix is a, a, kind of anyone's game too. Like once you, all you, all you gotta do is be in the top four and get to Phoenix, and I, right. I like it. Um, man, you know what? Put money on Tyler Reddick right now before you play my DraftKings lineup. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you that right now. I like that. I do. A, I did get Blaney in before he um, qualified uh, for the playoffs too. I'm going to go put somebody on Reddick. Actually, I'm actually doing that as we speak. Yeah, right by now. the way, is Blaney <laughs> actually shorter odds than. No, he, he's Blaney is shorter now. odds than Tyler Reddick to win the championship. Yeah. I, Blaney yeah. is 10 to 1. Oh, I, I see. Yeah, I got him at 14 to 1. Okay. That's still shorter than Reddick at 15 to 1. <laughs> I'm about to have Reddick at 15 to 1, too. Right now. Like, and it's in. Like, I don't know. I think that's a misprice. To me, I agree. I just did it. I'm with you, man. It's all on. It's on. I got it. Win me some money like you always do, man. All righty. Well, hopefully, hopefully it hits. So, 
Um, well, well, with well that, if not, I hope it's Blaney then. How about that? <laughs> well, I swear to God, if this guy goes like on a like on a Tony Stewart run in the playoffs, where Tony Stewart eked his way into the points, um, like the first year of the playoffs or something, and then won five of the ten playoff races. Um, Blaney is going to be going to not win a single race until Phoenix to win the championship. Watch. He's going to pull off a Daniel Hemrick is what he's yeah, like. Yeah, Hemrick yeah, did yeah. that in Xfinity last year. Yeah. Uh, that's great. All right, man. Let's call it. I love it. Win some money, everybody. Thank you for having me on, man. I think I'm coming on a, in a few weeks as well. Uh, yes. So I'll be, I'll, I'll be along the ride with all you guys. So enjoy. Yep. Uh, good luck, FA Nation. And we'll see you in the green. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.